0: what what will we say you're listening We're to like, very loose women on residence 104.4 fm <laughs> Is
1: that it? all right i'm okay. here so with... we all set together
0: <laughs>
1: no no
2: emma do it you oh my gosh what you're listening to very loose women on residence 104.4 fm you're listening to very loose women i'm here with the og vlw crew me purely emma g uh, Leo, obviously, and Lucy and Pin, Catherine and the Peanut. Ca- oh, we're back. We're back together. It's so nice. <laughs> it's
0: so cute. This broadcast is the last of the season and we are not renewing our slot for next season. So I thought for this episode, we do a roundup of how far Very Loose Women has come since it was first created in 2006 and since it joined Resonance in 2013 I'm Leo and in this episode I had a Zoom chat with the original Verly Women. and then I am going to play a recording from Soyla who sent me a voice memo and finally, we're going to hear from Anna Rose and Nikki, who have both been part of the group of producers who have been helping us make the show for the past two years. First up, here is the original lineup. Can we talk about the show? Okay, when I say which one is your best show, like which one comes to mind
1: first?
2: So I actually thought the first ever episode we did when we were in the pub, just because we had like had a lot of friends there and they were contributing... And I think it was a bit of a vindication that like our show wasn't just totally rubbish because I think you can't really tell, you know, when you're just like doing it and it's only the four of you in a room. So you just have no idea, like, is this actually good? But then you actually were actually kind of getting responses from people. So I thought, actually, no, it is it is great. And it was really fun. And I think um, because it was something we hadn't tried before. So it was kind of like we were so nervous about it and it worked really well. Plus, we got to hear everyone's like childhood songs, which was really fun. So I think that was one of my favourites. prove
3: yourself that you can do something that you don't think you can do. And it was very nerve-wracking doing a live show and Mm -hmm. not having that kind of cover that you get in a studio where something can go wrong. No one sees your face. They don't necessarily know it's gone wrong, but you you really can't hide in front of a room full of people. But it went really well.
0: Why did all of you uh, want to get involved in 2006?
1: So I think it was, it was something about feeling like you're having all these conversations with your mates privately, but they're not necessarily reflected back at you and what you're seeing in the media. Like, I genuinely don't think, I mean, maybe they were to some extent in like teen and like magazines, maybe, but I definitely didn't see honest conversations between women as much as maybe we do now. I don't know, just having that conversation and making it a public one, I think was quite a cool idea. I feel like that's where we... I can't quite remember how we even came up with the idea in the end.
2: No, I don't really know. And also, I'm thinking, like, because we didn't even know what it was going to be at first. I think we were all like, we all want to do something on the radio, but we hadn't really decided, like, a format or anything. And all I can remember is, like, we had to prevent Leo from, like, her kind of, what was it, your sketch show ideas of, like, talking squirrels and stuff. And I just thought, at any cost, we've got to jump in and stop that from happening. So that's, I think, how it developed for me.
3: (laughs) For me, um, I don't really... I don't know if I had a, an, a sort of clear vision or ambition for what it wanted to be from the beginning, but over time it went from just having that experience and excitement of being on the radio, not having done that before and, you know, having a great group of people to do it with to maybe becoming something a bit more like what Lucy was saying about um, finding a way to talk about things that are very reflective of, actually very political and important things but rather than just zooming in at the kind of the sort of top end of that looking at how it reflects back into how people actually relate to each other whether it's through sex and a lot of the kind of um the things that we were talking about we were experiencing for the first time as well like those first serious relationships um in a way that wasn't in as Lucy said like uh girl magazine speak where it just a lot of the time I would read things like um you know articles about how to keep your man happy and stuff, and it just didn't resonate with me at all um and now so many of the topics that we covered and the way we covered it those are discussions that are happening a lot more publicly and are really relevant um so one example I was thinking of recently was this whole thing around you know consent and how that's changed in the last few years and I feel like that's something we did talk about a lot and looking back on it it was actually really ahead of its time what we were doing um, and maybe we didn't really think about that as being our aim at the time but it's what happened.
2: We weren't trying to be informative I suppose to be like oh if you don't know about this topic listen to us it's more like okay we all have opinions kind of maybe intuitive opinions or whatever or kind of lived experience of these things and we're all coming coming from like a slightly different angle and I think it's nice to sort of share those similar probably but like slightly different views and experiences that other people can maybe relate to
1: definitely I'm pretty sure there's some very cringeworthy stuff on there that you know if we listen back oh my word we'd probably be embarrassed but have you ever
2: listened back to any of the
0: episodes
1: I'm too scared to <laughs> I, th- I think
0: we've all grown with it but that's that's the thing like it is like I'm, I'm happy that there are partially happy that there are marks of me in my early 20s like on the internet you know with the with the central tenet which sort of evolved over time I know it wasn't there at the start of just saying like personal experiences are important and personal experience are are, are political which is ends up being like that you know kind of 70s uh mantra but but it we I, I think I like learned a lot from our guests who started coming on and from the different perspectives that were in the room and it that definitely, like, made me, formed a lot of my, informed a lot of my political opinions, those conversations which, like, led to action in my, like, later 20s and to what the show is now, which is, like, much broader in the experiences that it touches on and, like, encompasses, like, um, we're still with, like, that central core that you were made of, like, you know, everyone's experience is really valuable and we need to see that reflected. But it's so interesting what you are all saying about, like, how the how like what you're seeing in magazines back then wasn't reflected in the media now and now it is like it's there I think the
1: narrative is still pushing that media on and like keeping it moving and I think yeah I think at a moment in time maybe we're a bit ahead and if you know if you look back now we definitely wouldn't be that's that's quite interesting but I completely agree as well all our guests were amazing and we spoke to so many people that I probably would never have um you know had those conversations with had it not been for the show we talked about stuff that wouldn't have crossed my mind and that is an informing experience and a changing experience and I think yeah as you say we've probably all grown up and changed with the show as much as the show has changed and you know obviously it's moved on it's gone on its own course.
2: I think with guests as well like maybe this sounds like a really rude thing to say but I feel like everything can be interesting like anyone can be interesting everyone's got something interesting to say and like things that you would just never think of someone's like devoted their life to or whatever you know and you can have like a really interesting in-depth chat about things like like body dysmorphia or like I don't know menstruation ritual or whatever you know anyone you speak to or like herpes you know I just think like everyone anyone you kind of chat to actually will have something really interesting to say and I think you know like when we went to um what's it called Port Elliot like Leo just running around getting people to kind of come on like random people actually there were so many interesting people we, we got to talk to who, who were working on so many interesting projects or had whatever different kind of interests or hobbies or whatever that you just wouldn't, you know, you have a microphone it gives you that power to kind of get those stories from people. Whereas I guess without it, you don't have that.
0: Yeah,
2: I
3: agree. Like the forum of the program and the way that we did it encouraged people to come on who actually, okay, it wasn't meant to be sort of strictly informative, but it becomes more informative in a way when you don't just have totally oppositional people fighting and trying to put their own viewpoint across and a lot of TV and a lot of news is like that. You know, it's just your spokespeople clashing. When I listen to some of the shows, like the ones I listen back to, I just enjoyed having people have that respect for each other and talking about issues that are now, you know, um, I think harder for people to debate without falling into the trap of just shouting and getting very upset.
2: I think we should also talk about worst episodes as well. Don't, don't make me live that. I think I it's same, it the same one <laughs> wait which one <laughs> P, do you know which one I'm thinking of I don't know why though because I don't think it actually was that bad but like for some reason it just like lives on in my memory is Dubai days I don't know why but I don't know why we just found it so difficult I think
3: I think it is important to say that it's not a bed of roses doing something I mean obviously credit to you Leo for still you know doing the show very regularly um, massive
1: credit to you you have kept this going
3: but it's previously. amazing it's difficult sometimes okay. it doesn't go how you want sometimes yeah. someone totally messes up you know like especially if you're opening up at your own experiences and you and other people are involved in that and more than reflecting on like a bad episode or one thing I don't think for me that's ever been like a huge issue it's just the toll it can take knowing that you are putting things out there and sometimes people around you don't want that and finding where that line is and revisiting things that maybe you kind of start off talking about and then halfway through on air you're like, Oh, actually like why am I doing this? Um, for me that's was always like the most difficult thing.
1: Yeah, you're quite exposed, I think doing it you know talking about your personal experience on any level because it's never just about you there's always other people that factor into that and, and trying to keep it um i guess neutral and not not too explicit but also be real and like authentic is the word i'm looking for not real sounds ridiculous
2: I, I agree with what you're saying as well about like i mean creative differences i think maybe sounds a bit extreme but i think it's true like we're, we're different personalities and we have different approaches to doing things and It's hard when you're working, you know, with one or two other people on something that's quite intense, and you put a lot into it for like a half hour or whatever of kind of output. And if you have a certain way you want it done, and other people aren't doing that way, like I don't know. I think for me, I felt like relinquishing control can be quite (laughs) was quite difficult sometimes. If I was like, "Oh no, but we should have said it this way or done it like that or I've planned it like that," but actually, like I should have just kind of enjoyed that and been like, "Okay, well, that's someone else's approach." and you know, and maybe I have sort of learned that a little bit of like, you know, there's no, unless it's a complete disaster, unless there's like a huge, like one, you know, again like, like like 10 minutes of dead air or something, then really, realistically, it doesn't really matter. Like, in a way, you know, it should, it was just something and, you know, as much as it was great, something for fun as well. And it was something we we're doing kind of as friends to have a nice time together.
1: Do you know what, that's definitely such a huge win from it, it was like, I remember, obviously it's late night Wednesdays, you're middle of the week, you're tired from work. And I don't think there was a single time we came in to do an episode where we didn't leave or I didn't leave in, like, a better mood than when we went in. And, like, feeling like we'd just done something, you know, having a conversation with friends is uplifting. It doesn't really matter if it's on the, you know, on a radio or a podcast or actually just in normal life. It's, talk like, talking to other people is generally a positive experience. And I think that was a massive reward from it.
0: But I think the depth also, like, we went into – I mean, you know, we were all guarded with our boundaries, which is really important. But also we went into like some detail and gave each other like space and our guest space. And that's like quite a cathartic and euphoric experience, at least for me. So like, it, and, and laughing, like there are episodes where like, you know, it's just like lots and lots of laughing and that's like therapy in itself. So it feels good. I really enjoyed, there's an episode that we
3: did. Um, we recorded a bit on the fly when we were over in Northern Ireland and I really enjoyed that trip because it gave an opportunity to do a bit of a deep dive into kind of um, I guess politics and the social and cultural history of somewhere that's really relevant to me personally so you know that that was emotional for me but we also recorded an episode very quickly that we didn't think was going to be particularly good because we had no time. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out to be really amusing. And that's the one about obsessions. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. And we recorded <laughs> it in the back of the van.
4: Yeah. And,
3: you know, obsession, it's just things like that. It's such a broad topic. But when you can find it to hone in on it, it's a universal theme. Like you know, longing or loss or jealousy or whatever it is, and when people really open up about those feelings, you know, I just I can't get over that. Was it the Blink One Eight Two concert? Oh my
2: God. You talking
3: about me? Stop it! <laughs>
2: <laughs> my my like, transatlantic travel to go see the kind of yeah. Movie. It was yeah. like something that mania, mania. You
3: know, like we'd known each other for a long time, and I did not know about that. And I love. I did tell people. <laughs> <laughs> light in someone's life and the image Mm you have constructed of them and how one little thing can just come in and sort of like career through that and to show you this other side and I I love that it's just so funny um so that's that's one of the episodes that that I really liked and enjoyed um in particular
2: One of the ones I really, like, I could definitely, I think I have listened back to it, to be honest, and, like, I could definitely listen again, is the love episode. And I know, in a way, Pien, you weren't there, but you were definitely there in spirit and in the voice recording that you made (laughs) about your love of lasagna. Like, I would love to hear your, like, I don't know, your reflections on that now. Like, do you agree with what you were saying?
3: Obviously, I still really love lasagna. That hasn't changed. That Um, will never change. I I have (laughs) now made a lasagna myself, I now know how to make it. <laughs> it,
2: it took the magic away didn't it?
3: <laughs> Do you know what? Um I thought I would then just make it all the time, but it's a it's a real arse to make. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Especially if you like soften the sheets first and they all get stuck together in like a flob. Yeah. But obviously the the big
3: Uh, change between now and then is that I now live with someone who used to you know who has worked in kitchens and had a brief but significant career as a professional chef so I can have really good lasagna
2: whenever I want which is I really I really thought you were gonna say like but now I live with someone so my reflections on love are quite different but you're just still (laughs) talking about the
4: lasagna like
2: because the other thing you said was also you were like, I don't know if I've ever been in love, but I know that I felt really, really sick. Like I want to vomit. Like you kept talking about being sick. And I thought you were going to reflect on that. But I mean, it seems yeah, like the I focus know. for you is a lasagna. And I, I they've do. got a live-in chef, so.
3: I think uh, that is actually, I think that that sort of discussion about love probably marks a bit of a watershed in how I relate to... Um, Food. <laughs> <laughs> Italian cuisine Uh no like sort of like healthy relationships it's probably one little step on a journey of self-discovery that actually being in love doesn't have to be utterly horrendous <laughs> <laughs> lasagna is not the only type of love that makes you feel <laughs> <laughs> um, congratulations changed you know um so Yeah, maybe now I would say that actually relationships, people should lift you up, not pull you down. And obviously sometimes you're in bad situations with people and it's through no fault of theirs and, you know, they need support and things. But people should make you, like, if you see someone and you feel happy seeing them and you leave feeling good about yourself, that is a good thing if you see someone and you're like oh I love this person so much and I really care about them but you always feel worse and they make you feel worse about yourself that's a bad thing and it seems so simple but how many (laughs) people get trapped in this like weird negative thing where your relationships and the people that you're friends with or you know who you work with are actually people who just make you feel
0: bad. The Zoom call timed out after 40 minutes and we started another one. And one of the things that came up in the discussion is we like chatting to each other so much that we might make some more episodes together around things that we're all facing now, now that we're in our 30s. One of the things I wanted to do Give a sort of timeline of what we've been having on Bradley Swimin. And there's a period where I was running the show with Catherine or Peanut, who you just heard from talking about lasagna and love, with Flori, who was such an amazing show producer. Well, you're about to hear from Soela um, about the sort of next step in in the show's history. And um, I don't want this to sound lofty or anything, I'm aware that it's just like you know, just this show and just like a, yeah, a volunteer radio show, but obviously it's super important to me. It's shaped who I am um, as an individual in my politics and in and in in so much. Um, and yeah, here's Soila.
5: Hello, I am Soila, and I've been. Series producing Very Loose Women for about three years now. My kind of Very Loose Women origin story is that it has to start with Leo, and we became friends during our masters. And after that finished, I was asked by Leo if I wanted to just be a guest on a show, and I remember that it was a show about PMS. and I didn't really suffer from... I don't really suffer from, from PMS. But it was something that I basically just came on the radio to talk about my period. And it was, at that time, the uh, the most significant thing I'd done in terms of of talking about publicly taboo subjects, so traditionally taboo subjects, period, that kind of thing. It was later revealed that that was kind of like a, what's the equivalent of a, of a screen test but for radio? Um, a radio screen test. And then she asked if I wanted to come on for a little bit more. And it was a, a brand new thing for me. And I enjoyed it. I thought, well, I'll do this for as long as I enjoy it. And three years later, I still really enjoy it. I think what I wanted to do was to see if I could take it up a little a little bit. Um there were things from my own background and my own interests that we hadn't really talked about on the show before and I wanted to as best I could bring those into it. Um I wanted to talk about race and intersectionality and inequality. In that regard. Um, I wanted to talk about class. I wanted to talk about how those things. Affect different kinds of women. Um, I wanted to talk about more. LGBT. And queer. Topics. There are so many amazing people out there. And we shouldn't exclude them. On for any reason. Really. Um, Because they're just who they are. And they have people have such value and different experiences can bring about different joys. Um, I think that's what I wanted to try and do with the show. I've learned a lot. Uh, I think that very loose women has been an incredible, it's, it's been a very therapeutic space for me, um, coming and seeing the team every week. And as the team has grown with such passionate and brilliant voices, Although this is kind of a an end, a, a, well, an end and everything is temporary. Even ends are temporary. But this um, at this point in time, where we're coming off the radio, and I really appreciate and value the space that Resonance FM has given very Loose women. Um, but we'll still be doing shows for the podcast. Um, there'll be less structure to it because that's just how we are at the moment what we have achieved on our show has been quite quite wonderful um and i'm really proud of it there are there have been some really lovely and special moments on the show um um kind of uh, episodes on i think some of the funniest have been the ones which have been the most tragic so heartbreak and um bad love and Bad tattoos and things like that. Those were really, really special moments. If there are things that you, our audience, our listeners, still want to hear us talk about, if there are things that you feel like that's still missing from, from our show, then I think we'd love to hear from you because we are still making very little men and we still want to make radio that is valuable and shares people's experiences and brings a couple of laughs on the way and thank you very much for being on this journey with us and um, I really can't wait for for what's next
6: hi everyone Nikki here I'm actually in the Lake District at the moment, so you might be able to hear a cow or something like that. It's so nice here. Um Anyway, yeah, I actually started off as a listener of Very Loose Women. That was when I was living in Japan and I was listening to lots of podcasts to kind of feel a bit connected to home and also just because I was kind of learning a lot at the time. And... I was kind of questioning some of my attitudes, questioning my sexuality and things like that and the honest conversations in Very Loose Women were really interesting and helpful to me at that time. So uh, yeah, I carried on being a listener and then I was living in London and I saw the call out for new producers. So I met up with Soy and Leo, that was about two years ago. And... Yeah, that was that really, and then I got involved in the show. Um, In terms of what I learnt, I learnt a lot, I think. Um, It enabled me to kind of dive into some of the topics that I was interested in, interview some great people, including lots of friends. Um, But it was also interesting to be on the shows that others produced because it made me think about things that I hadn't really considered before. I guess... Uh, for me, sharing things about myself doesn't come naturally to me, especially in like in groups or like I'm not really on social media and stuff like that. So I think being in a show where sharing your thoughts and experiences is a key part has been like a good challenge in that way. Yeah, I think the show covers a lot of different things in a kind of accessible way. None of us are normally experts on what we're talking about. We're just there to learn and be open to having our minds changed. And, yeah, I'm just really happy that I've been involved in the show and definitely want to thank Soy and Leo and everyone else. And, yeah,
4: bye. Hi, this is Anna Rose. Um, I joined Very Loose Women... Two years ago, I met Sola and Leo in a cafe in Vauxhall and pitched some ideas to them, and it felt very much like a job interview that I wasn't going to get. I kind of got the impression that, uh, so I thought I was way too corporate. Um, but that was uh, all in my head, I guess. Well, oh, I don't know. I have n- I've never asked. Um, but yeah, uh, very luckily for me, uh, you had me and i've kind of been in and out um ever since producing some shows and uh my favorite thing about very loose women is not um even producing producing shows it's when you see something on the schedule that you think oh i'd love to have a chat about that or i know someone who um who knows a lot about that and just the collaborative way in which all of the episodes is made I, i i really love that and uh yeah, I'm I'm very grateful that I have this amazing group of women who, you know, maybe I've met once or maybe I've met, you know, a few times over, over the last couple of years. But I know that um, when our paths cross in the future, we will always have this wonderful bonding experience of uh, making this show together. You have been listening
0: to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM for I think around six years or five maybe. Um, So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really grateful to the station and... Uh, the studio for letting us do our thing for so many years through its different transformations that you've heard a bit about. Uh, thanks to everyone who contributed to the show today, um, Pina, Emma, Lucy and of course Soila, Anna Rose and Nikki. Um, all of the funny synth sounds were by me and I did the edit. Thanks for listening. We're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and you can find us on podcast. We'll be updating soon. Thanks.